Thanks to our sponsors, The Genesis Group, First Eyes, and AB Media. That's abbimedia.com. They host my website, thecountrywriter.com, where you can send me a message or buy one of my books. This week, what's cooking? In the summer of 1977, I was finally old enough to get my first job. My first real job, that is. I mean the kind of job where you get a paycheck instead of wadded up fistfuls of dollar bills like Mrs. Bone always handed me after I mowed her yard, a yard that seemed endless and was filled with magnolia trees and plants I didn't recognize. The kind of job where your pay came after withholdings, which awakened me to things such as Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid, things that until then had been just words I heard instead of dollars deducted. It was the kind of job where I learned to make fried chicken and lots of other really tasty things. As my sophomore year of high school concluded, I wanted a car. But cars cost money, and money only comes from one of two places, trust funds or jobs. There was no trust fund, so a job it was. Before the owner of County Seat Fried Chicken, a friend of my parents, offered me a kitchen assistant position at $1.75 an hour, any work I had was whatever I hustled up on my own. I mowed many other yards besides Mrs. Bones. I also raked leaves, washed cars, and stacked wood. So to have a job inside where there was air conditioning and heating was a step in the right direction as far as I was concerned. On my first day, I tied the apron the restaurant gave me around my then 130-pound frame, put on a paper hat, and waited for instructions. Don't just stand there, said Miss Bobby. Start sweeping up this floor. This flower ain't gonna sweep itself. Flowers seem to be everywhere, as it tends to be in a chicken restaurant. Making chicken quickly causes flour to fly. Flying flour was acceptable to Miss Bobby, but flour on the floor and the countertops? She did not accept that. No, Miss Bobby demanded a clean kitchen, always. Miss Bobby worked there as the head cook, but she was obviously in charge. There was a manager, but even he listened to Miss Bobby. We all listened to her. She knew how to run a kitchen. It was as if she had psychic abilities. Where is the coleslaw? She would say. There can't be no more than a scoop or two left on the line. I'd walk around the corner and sure enough, a server would be dishing up the last two scoops. It seemed that Miss Bobby could see through walls. She could also see into a closed cooler. On more than one occasion, she would instruct me to get more thighs, breasts, legs, or wings, batter them, and get them into one of the three fryers. She also knew when we were low on mashed potatoes which tasted absolutely amazing. When she saw me watching her make them, she said, You need to learn how to make my mashed potatoes. Go get a sack of them taters and bring them to the sink. You peel all of them and then fill this pot with water and add a handful of salt, then boil them up. How long? I asked. Till they're done, she replied. She then showed me the correct amounts of butter, heavy cream, pepper, and chives to add as I mixed them all together. Oh my gosh, those potatoes were amazing. Actually, everything tasted amazing. Each menu item at County Seat Fried Chicken was made from scratch. 
You can't go wrong with Southern food made from scratch. Miss Bobby didn't have anything written down. It was all in her head, and her head must have been full. She could cook anything to perfection, even green beans. I didn't even like green beans when I went to work there, but I liked hers. If there was a universally loved item on the menu, it was the peach cobbler. How anyone could take fresh peaches, flour, sugar, butter, and milk and turn it into that level of peach cobbler perfection still eludes me. Miss Bobby taught me to make her chicken, green beans, mashed potatoes, and coleslaw, but I never mastered the peach cobbler. And if I have one culinary regret, it would be that I didn't try to get that cobbler recipe perfected. I worked there for about a year before more hours at the Piggly Wiggly wooed me away from the restaurant. Grocery stores are monotonous. You unload a truck, stamp prices on cans and other items, and then put them on the shelves. You carry out groceries, then you do it all over again. Working in a restaurant was one of the best jobs I ever had. The brevity of the experience seems like just a wisp of time in my career, but what I learned has been parlayed into other cooking processes. Preparing food is systematic. It is discipline. And if you know what you're doing, the results can make you quite popular. County Seat Fried Chicken closed shortly after I left for college. It became a bank, later a gift shop, a gift shop that actually hosted one of my book signings a few years ago. I lost track of Miss Bobby. I wished I'd kept up with her. I'd like to tell her that what she taught me, I still have, and I'm parlaying that into learning more about cooking. My copy of Julia Child's Mastering the Art of French Cooking arrived this week. It's a little more complex than mashed potatoes and peach cobbler. But I don't think I would have even attempted anything in this cookbook if it hadn't been for one lady who took the time to teach a skinny 15-year-old kid what she knew. Thank you, Miss Bobby, and bon appetit. I'm John Moore. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. I hope you have a great rest of your week. God bless.